Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. (laughs) (laughs) They'd get his... (laughs) I don't even have a joke, Dave! (laughs) Dave Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. You only have a week left to get a full season of Drunk Saints History Season 2. We are 21 donations away. You have seven days. You want the full complement of 12 shows plus the two bonus shows. We got a lineup for you. You won't believe. I got, I got guests lined up to surprise you. It's amazing. You want all 12. Believe me. So just click the donate button so Dave's mom doesn't have to give away uh, the rest of his inheritance to make it happen. Uh, so we got so much to talk about, but we have actually Saints News, Andrew, before the podcast, which is a rarity. Uh, the Saints actually released Nick Fairley today. Uh, so can you give us a breakdown of like what it means in the cap? Isn't it like, like a $14 million difference? Like if, if the saints win the grievance or he wins the grievance, like it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big deal for the cap for 2018, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, right now fairly counts, you know, like 4% of, of the cap, you know, his cap number 7 million, which is like 4% of the total cap. Um, and basically they're going to have, most of that will be dead money um, the way it shakes out right now. So I think they get a million bucks back um, so that that's a million dollars that they'll be able to use on a different player. Um, But 6 million of that seven is going to be dead money. So, you know, they'll basically have to suffer through that this season um, and then he'll be off the books after that. So that's what they're looking at unless in arbitration they can, make it more palatable, um, you know, somehow. So, you know, who knows how that plays out filing the grievance and, um, you know, just a tough situation, man. I, I hope, uh, I well, hope $7 million dollars is a good player. Well. I mean, that's basically a, 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 to put it in comparison, that's better. Uh, that's a better player than AJ Klein. Theoretically, oh, yeah. theoretically. Oh, yeah. So it's a good player. I mean, because fairly was a good, of, it's a big chunk of your cap. That I mean, fairly is a good player, right? Um, so that'll yeah. be interesting. When's the do he we was. have a do we have a he was for that one good season? Dave was anti. Dave was so anti fairly uh, signing. So um, do we know the dates of the grievance? Do we know like when's this going to get decided? We don't. 
Um, so yeah, it's just kind of waiting to see. I got, I got, um, I got a life to plan, Andrew. I can't, I can't just have this grievance hanging over my head. It could ruin my Yeah. Life. I mean, I'm just not too optimistic, you know, that this one's going to work out in the Saints favor. Um, I mean, you know, rules and, and these contracts are guaranteed for a reason. Um, you know, so unless the Saints can prove that somehow fairly knew something was wrong before he signed the deal, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm not too optimistic. So I think <laughs> this is going to have to be what it is for years. Basically, they're going to eat it, pay most of his contract like he's on the team, eat it, and you know, move on. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope on, I hope he's doing yeah. better. You know, I yeah, mean, I, I mean, you know, it's it's a bad situation for everyone, and I just hope that you know, over the past year, we haven't really heard from him. We have no idea how he's doing. I just hope, from a health perspective, things are looking up for him. Yeah, I think we all do. Kevin is joining us tonight. So, um, Kevin, we, they had the Super Bowl yesterday, the halftime show. Justin Timberlake. Oh, did they? They did. Uh, was, was it a good game? <laughs> you, did you not watch like every other? No, I watched it. No, I watched was, it. Was, was I actually did, did not watch it. Was what Bill wow. Bel- was what Bill Belichick did to poor Malcolm Butler the most dick thing ever a coach has ever done in the Super Bowl to a who was to his own player? I feel like it might be like it's got to be up there. It's got to be up there with Mike Ditka not giving yeah. uh, oh. not giving Walter Payton a rushing touchdown. I mean. Poor Malcolm didn't pl- didn't play. They didn't make him inactive. Well, and- they put him on. I well, a, a par- according to the official, uh, like some official record, he was on one special teams play, and that was yeah, it. like, but like, that's. I mean, the dude was crying during the national mm-hmm. anthem, and apparently, like, they dropped it on him, like. Right before kickoff, because his team was like, we didn't expect. We we were like, what? What? He's not playing. But I mean, like. <sighs> The Walter Payton comparison is pretty good, but Andrew, I mean, when you consider that Bill Belichick fucked him out of fifty-two million because he didn't mm-hmm. trade him, and he he humiliated him in front of a hundred million people, I mean, I'm all like pro violence, but I don't understand if Malcolm Jenkins was like, "We got to throw hands, me and you, Bill Belichick, after this game." Like, yeah. It it made it made. It Wait, made, Malcolm Jenkins or Malcolm Butler? Malcolm Jenkins. Hi, did I say Malcolm Butler? No, no Butler. No. You mean Butler? Malcolm I mean Butler. But, I mean Mal. I mean Malcolm Butler. Everybody knows that. <laughs> they come to this podcast. They know that I butcher the names. Uh, but uh, Andrew, I mean, this, this is like on on the on the being a dick scale. It's like a hundred and fifty out of a hundred, right? I mean, we just don't know what happened. You know, I, I just I hesitate to make I mean, there's rumors out there that he was smoking weed. There's rumors out there that you know, he got arrested. I mean, I, I don't know what the truth is, but something obviously happened. There is no way that Belichick is so demonic that he would have, <laughs> he would have Butler practice all week and then troll him on game day and be like, yeah, you're not playing. There's yeah. no way he would sabotage his own game plan. So <laughs> uh, something must have happened. Because the Eagles were like, yo, let's just throw it at Eric Rowe and the dude Richards all day long. I can't believe they're not playing Malcolm Butler. <laughs> like it was it was like a yeah. where's Devontae Harris situation going on in the Super Bowl. Um, but as for the Super Bowl, what, what Kevin did, did or, or Dave – did you find it uh, as a I didn't watch the Super Bowl. You did what? What, what the fuck were you doing? 
I I'm a member of the crew of Caesar when we ride out in Metairie every every year the weekend the first weekend of Mardi Gras and normally we ride on that Saturday uh, but they postponed the oh, parade on of the Saturday rain. yeah 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 and postponed it to Sunday at five thirty what would they so, have done if the Saints were in the Super Bowl they would have just canceled the whole thing oh, okay. if they didn't roll on Saturday there's there's no way they would have postponed it to uh, the Sunday uh, that the Saints were playing this in the Super Bowl. Uh, so uh, I didn't watch any of it. We were kind of following along on my phone. I kept checking for updates, you know, when it was. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. When the Eagles were only up 30 by a point with two minutes left and the Patriots had the ball, you know, without having seen any of the game, me and all my buddies on the float, we just assumed that Brady was just going to, you know, mount a comeback drive and score the game-winning touchdown. And so we were very surprised when we saw the Eagles score another touchdown. Nick, and then I was really surprised when I read that Nick Foles passed for three touchdowns and then caught a touchdown. I said, "What kind of shit happened in this game? What game? What did I miss?" You missed a th- you missed eleven hundred yards of offense, is what you missed. I know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the game. Obviously, yeah. uh, I know they're Tom Brady playing it on the NFL Network. Well. Tom Brady had the. Class. I, I heard about that. I heard about that. That they did a direct snap to the running back and then pitched it to the receiver and then threw it to Brady and he like just missed it. Um, how can I how can I watch the full broadcast with the commercials and everything? Where could I get that? NFL Network probably tomorrow. <laughs> with the commercials, they're already replaying the game, but that's like the abbreviated. Yeah. It's not like with the commercials. The, were, yeah, the, I don't know. I don't know if you can get the original broadcast. The commercials were kind of weak. Can we all agree on that? Like I, I, uh, I Eli Manning and uh, yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. was phenomenal. Yeah, I thought that was the it's best a, it's one. It's a tie end. <laughs> I like I, I like the key and, and, and Peel. Yeah. I like the key and Peel ad with the rocket mortgage. Whatever one of them was. Um so Andrew, I was fighting with Saints people on Twitter. Uh I thought that the trick play that the Eagles ran was at least as ballsy as ambush. I think you can make the argument that it was a little slightly little slightly more ballsy because they ran a trick play and threw it to the quarterback. Um, and people were just coming at me like, no, ambush is clearly more aggressive. It was more risky. Um, but I, I mean, that took fucking balls. What? Cause if, if the Eagles miss that, 
Patriots went down and scored in the third quarter, and they'd have been instead of being up three, they'd have been down four. Like that was. I mean, you're arguing with Saints fans on Twitter. I think if you were to ask, if you were to ask any reasonable person that's not a Saints fan, what's ballsier, kicking an onside at halftime, or going for it right before half on fourth down and throwing it to your quarterback? You know, I mean, they're both ballsy, but I, I think most people would say the Eagles move is ballsier. So what? I love Ambush. Why? Why? What's what's the rationalization for that? Ambush, you're you're risking giving up possession when you when you when you do an an onside kick. There's a very high possibility that you're going to lose possession immediately. Well, when you when you're running, when you're running a pass onside kick. Surprise onside kicks actually convert. Isn't it better than 50-50? It's, it's, uh, uh, I was arguing with somebody. Uh, uh, surprise onside converts at 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 uh, at 60%, and a fourth and two converts at 61.5%. Right, okay. So it's basically the same. And, and you look at the onside kick, like the best case scenario is that you get it and you have the ball on the 50, right? And the worst case scenario is that the other team gets it, and they have the ball on the 50. So while it would suck to not get it, it's no different than giving up a 50-yard kickoff return. Not ideal, but you're not giving up points. The flip side of the other thing is you're leaving three points on the table if you don't convert. It, it's basically, you know, it's a four-point swing if you make it because you're getting four more points than you would have the field goal, but you're potentially losing three or seven if, if you don't, if you don't get it, so you, you, you get zero. So, I mean, I think that has more of an impact on the game because it involves taking points off the board potentially. And it would have just totally destroyed Philadelphia's fantastic first half. Yeah. They would have been instead of going up, instead of being up ten, they would have been up three. Look, we all love ambush. Yeah. We all, you know, we're all Saints fans, but like, it, it's close. I, I just think if you're gonna. Take points off the board, to me, that's more ballsy. Yeah. Um, before we get to uh, Jim Henderson retiring his voice of the Saints, and that is horrible in ways I cannot describe, um, quickly, I think, uh, what's the odds, Kevin, that Bill Belichick, uh, getting back to Malcolm Butler, the Malcolm Butler, what's, the, what's the, the odds that Bill Belichick totally fucked his market this offseason and it collapses and the Saints – get our dream of system corner and Dave can print up them t-shirts. Hashtag system corner. Uh, if somehow Malcolm Butler comes to the saints, I mean, listen, I, man, I, you know what? I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to say that. I don't <laughs> like, it, like, like saying I, Beetlejuice three times. Basically. Yeah. Like I don't even, cause I am, I, my face just lit up, uh, like Christmas. <laughs> At the prospect of Malcolm Butler being on the team, like you're gonna put another, you're gonna put another corner. I don't care if it's hashtag system corner or not. You're gonna put another corner of 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 that caliber on this on this defense. Yeah, let's absolutely. I mean, my God, man, just rock and roll with that. I'm for. I hope his market. I, I, I can't. I can't say anything else. I can't I, say anything else because I'm going to end up hating myself if I say something too positive. Yeah. Uh, well, did, did Butler have that great of a season this year? No. Anyway, I mean, well, I mean, he said that he had a poor season, but that was by his standard. I mean, uh, he wasn't bad. I mean, he led the team in snaps. Um, yeah. And you know, I mean, he 
I mean, I think, I mean, who knows what about pro football focus. I mean, I don't trust it that much, but he had favorable grades. Um, and their, you know, pass, their front seven sucked. I mean, they were yeah. playing James Harris, and he's like 50 years old. They were, he was yeah, getting, I mean, they don't have Chandler Jones, and they don't have... Um, Jamie Collins. Yeah, they, they don't have, have those guys anymore. They don't have so. uh, Dante Hyde. What is it, the linebacker that got injured and was out for the year? Dante I mean, Hyde, he was he Dante was much Hightower. better than that free agent they signed. Yeah. Um, Gilmore. So, yeah. I mean, he, you know, who they spent a ton of money to get. So, I mean, he was still their He was their best corner this year. Yeah, the equivalent of what the Patriots did, if you went just by uh, defenders who played the most snaps, uh, that would be the equivalent if the Saints were in the Super Bowl yesterday of not playing Cam Jordan. Because Cam Jordan played 94% of the Saints play. And then Sean Payton being like, it was a coach's decision. Like, bro, that ain't enough. You got to explain your fucking self on that one. Um, but, uh, Kevin, the Saints are going to have a new play-by-play guy uh, in 2018. Uh, Who will it be? Jim Henderson. We'll get to that in a second. But That's weird. It's weird, and I feel like Saints fans, there's a lot of us, like, we. there's a good chunk of people that don't appreciate how good Jim Henderson is because they don't listen to other NFL play-by-play guys. And I have li- I've been in, I've been exposed to four other NFL teams in my travels around the country. And I can tell you, man, the play-by-play that Jim Henderson gets is so much fucking better. Like, it's just... The quality of NFL play-by-play guys in general is not good. And Jim Henderson was so good and so smooth and, and so wonderful at it. Like, the drop-off, no matter who they get, unless they get Joel Myers, who does the Pelicans, and they get him to do the Saints, too. I don't know exactly how that would work. Unless they get him. I don't like Joel Myers. They're going like to have him. a steep fucking what? drop. You don't like, you don't Joel, like Joel Myers? What? I don't know. His voice is, like, so deep. and Come on. Him and David Wesley, I think, are... Awesome. David Wesley is I, doing I, sad. Like, they're the only thing that I enjoy about the Pelicans. David Wesley's doing sad dad tonight about the Pelicans' defense. It is tremendous because they are getting housed by the Jazz. Um, but, Kevin, I mean, it like, do, do people, do Saints fans in general understand the step down that they're going to have not having Jim Henderson? Probably not, but like most things uh, connected to sports, they, you, you know, the realization comes at, well after the fact. Um, I'm sure it'll be like, you know, at the end of the first year, people are just going to be like, oh, man, that guy's, you know, that guy's no good. Uh, man, I, I miss Jim. Jim needs to come back. I mean, you know, I think up until maybe, shit. I think up until maybe uh, the end of this uh, first decade of this century, I think we still had people wanting Nash Roberts to, to come back. <laughs> it is true. It is true. So totally true. You know, I'm sure I'm sure Hendu is going to have another come you know back. 20 years or so of people asking him, "Hey, are you going to come back and do radio? Can you come back and do radio? Can you do the games from your house? They could just yeah. bring you in." <laughs> I mean. Uh... Dave, he's got so many good calls, and we we couldn't get our intern to help us this week to, to play them all. But like, when you think, God of the, damn it! I know. What are we paying this guy no, for? We're not paying him at all. Uh, oh yeah, so, no college credit either. No. Uh, so, uh, what is like? What is the? What's your favorite one? And like, is is there a difference between your? Because I have my favorite one, and then I have like a couple that like are just burned into my memory forever. So like, Dave, I'll start with you. Like, what's your favorite? Jim Henderson call. 
I mean, I, first of all, obviously, I I go to all the home games, and I, I mean, I, I watch all the games on TV, so I don't ever really listen to Jim Henderson do the games in person. Obviously, I, I hear all of the, you know, the highlight clips and that kind of stuff. So, um, it, you know, I think probably Hakeem drops the ball is probably is probably the best one, just because he's like. I think he was just so surprised, and he, he obviously we got so excited. I mean, that's probably yeah, I know, and it's probably probably the most emotion he's shown um, in any of his calls. I mean, the one thing I think I would say about Henderson is that I mean, he's pretty he's he's emotionally he's he does a very good job of of keeping things even keel, um, even when it's totally terrible for the Saints or totally great for the Saints. No screaming, no um, voice cracks, rarely. Yeah. Um, he, 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 very, very much, very often, you know, keeps that same tone. Um, yeah. but I mean, but, 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 but still he has a subtle way of still letting you know, um, you know, whether it's good or whether it's bad. So, um, and that, that, that takes talent. So, um, but I'd say Hakeem dropped the ball, obviously, you know, hell is frozen over, you know, pigs have flown, hell is frozen over, uh, that's top three, um, I, you know, I don't. I, I don't know what else. The tree. I mean, you know, outside of that, my my, the, the, my favorite call is the Tracy Porter call, just because it's the interception against the Colts because it's so wonderful and the way that he sort of Tracy Porter intercepts it and as he's running to the end zone, he says he he did it to Favre, now he's done it to Manning, and he just like ties it all together in the biggest moment in Saints history is able to tie the week the game before to it and just does it in a wonderful way and it's just on the spot it's just perfect that like you couldn't if you wrote that script for a movie they'd be like that's ridiculous but yet Jim Henderson did it on the fucking spot so it was that's my favorite one Andrew what's yours I agree 100% with Dave uh, Hakeem dropped the football and then how he goes into the unlikeliest of all heroes Brian Milne Another um, on the spot, run. like he doesn't yeah. he's not screaming and yelling. It's just like, just like gets it in there perfectly. Yeah, but he it's was like, screaming and yelling. Yeah. He well, was yeah, stupefied. he was stupefied, which made it so amazing. But because that you know, stadium, there was doom. People don't realize that if you if you're if you're a newer Saints fan, like the doom and gloom in that stadium, the Stout Gate, that game was a fucking party for for four quarters. It was thirty-one to seven. The Saints were kicking the shit out of their arms and it all fell apart and they were punting and you were like, I cannot believe Oh, you this. thought it was over. Yeah, yeah, you were like, I cannot believe the Saints are gonna be 0 and five in a playoff game. We're gonna have to burn the franchise down and salt the earth. We're never getting over this. Like and it just was doom and gloom, and then it wasn't. So, and, and like Jim Henderson just encapsulated it. Because if you listen to the first part of that punt, it sounds like a fucking funeral. Yeah. So that's my favorite. I agree 100% with Dave. That one stands out. Um, you know, it's funny how growing up as a kid, so, you know, now I live in Virginia and I just watch the games on DirecTV, so I just listen to the broadcast and. Um, but back when I was a kid, you know, in the eighties and nineties and Henderson, I mean, he's been doing it since I can remember too, man. They had blackouts. So yeah, if there were home games and I didn't have tickets, um, I, you were listening to it on the radio. So, you know, I, and back then the saints weren't any good. So, you know, there was at least five, six blackouts a year. And, uh, so I would, I would listen to Henderson on the radio and, um, it's amazing how many mainstays, you know, there for, 
as long as I've been a Saints fan, you know, basically since I was born. So, you know, let's say I started remembering 32 years ago. So, you know, I've been a fan for, I, I have a strong memory, let's say of 30 years of Saints football. And I mean, the voices that I heard, I mean, it's really just been Jerry Romig pretty much yeah. the entire time in the dome. Uh, Jim Henderson calling the games on the radio and Buddy D for a long time after the game, post game, and then he was replaced by, um, you know, Deke and, and Bobby. So and then Peter Finney, you read him Monday morning, right, right. So gone. you know, it's you, but you know, it's it, it was the same guys for thirty years. I mean, for a really long yeah. time. And the thing that always stood out to me about Henderson was that he was a fan. You know, while a lot of these guys try to pretend that they they don't care about the result, they care about the story. Henderson kind of navigated, he towed the line of professionalism, but still being a Saints fan. And he was able to deliver the message so eloquently, which in New Orleans media is not a given. And I know you loved Buddy, and he, he was great at what he did. But, but not, you know, Buddy was not what I would call an yeah. eloquent person. And he and, was replaced by Deke and Bobby and it's just, and Deuce as a play-by-play guy, I mean, you know, you talk about all those guys. I would not say that they're amazing no. public speakers, and, and Henderson was. And and that's the thing, Kevin. Like, he was the Saints play-by-play guy, and when they were terrible, he did his Monday commentary and would put them on blast, you know? Oh, it was on great. Monday. He'd put them on blast. He'd put them on blast, and he'd have, he'd have Dennis Walter and Angela Hill, like, going along with it. Like, it, yeah, it, it was great. I remember great. Dennis like, Walter. But the thing, so the thing is with Henderson is we're not really used to well-spoken and, and, um, I mean, Henderson, in my opinion, he, he was good enough to end up in New York or DC. He played, he called and, national games for a year on CBS. Yeah. Him and Hank Stram did it. He was a, he was one of the CBS play-by-play guys. Not the, not the number one team, obviously, but one of them. But, and he, and he was good enough to be at that level. Yeah. So I, I think for New Orleans to, have someone like that that was that good Rare. for that long. Never happening again. It was, it was, it's pretty special. I mean, we were lucky to have him. And, you know, obviously it's big shoes to fill, and I, I don't know that we'll find someone um, as good as him. Um, but uh, he in loved par- what he did. He loved the Saints, man. In a parallel universe, Jim Henderson leaves New Orleans, and, we, and, and Chris Myers stays in town. And does and somehow ends up doing the Saints games while Jim Henderson ends up be- somehow becoming uh, an in booth guy on national games. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. Chris Myers isn't. He's not as good. I don't think he's as good as Jim Henderson is. But well, he, no. But he's he's okay. Here's is his, Chris Myers from New Orleans. Uh, I don't know. If he he's used from to New, do sports. He used he to do did sports, sports in New Orleans like sports a while. for a long time. He did. Oh really? Yeah, and then he went to ESPN, and then he went to Fox to do. Play by play, I, I think that's the the way he went. Um, Kevin, the other call that that really like sticks with me forever is the and we did a we actually did a drunk history another plug. You want season two? Donate twenty dollars. We did one of your drunk histories on the the River City relay the the call of the miss the play and then the missed extra point where. If 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 there's ever a time where Jim Henderson just like lost his shit for like three seconds, like that was it, right? He's just like, no, yeah. And then he, then he yeah. like instantly how regained. Could he, how could he do yeah, that? Yeah, like he just like <laughs> lost it, but then gained it right back. I mean, I have to say, like that that call is like just stamped 
in my psyche for as long as my as long as my brain function I have all my marbles like that call is just branded on my brain forever yeah that, that's that I would I would probably hmm. say that's my number two uh behind Hakeem drops the ball and they both have uh, like I, I I know I know we're we're uh oh I can't think of a, of a, a smart man word for this but we, we we're praising Hen- Henderson for you know being reserved or, or, or being, you know, keeping sort of the homerism yeah, he had in like check. Yeah, like sophistication, but, but then he yeah, could also be but, like total homer. But the best calls yeah. are the ones where he loses his shit. And so you think of the, so you think of Hakeem drops but the ball. But you epic moments, right? They have the a crack, YouTube clip like of just the crack. 10, They have a YouTube clip of 10 minutes of just Jim Henderson going, no, no. It's good. Look it up. Oh, I'm going to go listen to that. Then I'll go back to work. Continue um, like his crack on on the Hakeem drops the ball thing is it's it's a uh, Brian Milne might have fallen on it on the 10 yard line. Like, <laughs> he, like, like, and again, that doesn't do it justice. No. He, like us, us doing the no on, on the on the shank extra point or the or the how could he do that? Like it, it's there's no way you can impersonate those just the tone and the inflection and the other thing see the other thing that is interesting is i think if you asked a hundred saints fans like they're to pick three of their most memorable calls i don't think you would get the same, uh the same answer well no 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 no, no. i don't oh, know i'm 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 sure you would get I'm sure you would get Hakeem drops the ball. I'm sure you would probably get the Garrett Hartley field goal, but I don't think you would get the one where Henderson. Well, now, now I'm wondering if he actually said it during the Tracy Porter thing. If uh, Henderson said party with the Lombardi. Oh yeah. That's the, well, that's the, that's just the Neil Dan, the end of the Super Bowl. When okay. Yeah. See, You'd see, probably I get don't that think, one too. I don't see. I don't think you would because that one, I think Henderson was, you know, jotting things down to try and figure out something to say at that point. Yeah. Because I think I, I, I wasn't, I had already left the city at that time. So I wasn't working in the I wasn't working there anymore. Um, but I think I remember hearing something like somebody had asked Henderson, Hey, do you have anything like in mind or whatever? And I think he had answered or said something to the effect of, that he was going to just have like some thoughts in his head and he would just try and organize something and have something sort of thought out just in case. So I think, and, and this is, and you know, if I'm completely wrong, then I don't know where the hell I'm no, getting. He admitted I'm too, I think the, the pigs but, flown one was pre-planned too. Like he had it in the, he had it in the holster. Oh, it, well, if he had that in the holster, you wouldn't know by the tone. No, like, and that's the, the thing. Like Jim Nance did that thing. for Jim Nance did that for basketball for years, and they sounded fucking hokeyish and and terrible, right? Hackish. Right. And Jim Henderson just pulls it off. You're like, wow, he thought of that on the spot. It's yeah, it always felt spontaneous. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Dave. The, is 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 like is there we talked about the favorite ones but is there one even though you, you say, I know you go to the games is there one call that just is like burned into your brain and it could be hell it could be the Minnesota the Minnesota call at the end of this year was pretty it's horrible but it was it was another good Henderson call 
Well, I mean, I, I think the Minnesota one, I think that that illustrates kind of what I was saying. I mean, I think most, I think a lot of guys probably would have been yelling and screaming at, at, at the saints giving up a play like that. How did that happen? Um, but he was, but, but, but Hendo was, you know, he was very reserved. Obviously he was very sullen and disappointed. You could hear that in his voice, but, um, you know, he didn't get. I think he lost you, a little you, bit of his pep and energy towards the end there. I mean, last <laughs> well, he missed. Years. He missed some game. He's missed some games the last couple yeah. of years because of health reasons. And I always, you know, we, me and Andrew were talking last week. I always joked that when I was a kid, we would go to church at twelve, and I would we would get in the car going home, and they, my dad would turn on the Saints game. And I used I used to always joke that if you caught it like during the game. And it wasn't coming back from commercial. I could almost always tell by Jim Henderson's tone if the Saints were winning or losing, just by him describing the play. Because you know, uh, that's how. What um? So who who has replaced him when he's missed games? Uh, well, Christian Derrick. The only reason I know this is because for the Packers game, I was in a hotel for my cousin's wedding, trying to catch the game, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And uh, so I listened to it on the radio, and Henderson was sick. So Christian Garrick ended up doing the play-by-play and with Deuce. Larry Madsen's done it a little, but he's getting old. He's older now. Um, yeah. But Kevin, the thing about the, his replacement for Jim Henderson is people don't people don't realize that like the Saints pay the announcers. It's not the WWL radio network. It's the Saints radio network, and people think WWL makes the hire and they'll get a say right but it's the saints who make this hire not wwl um overall right? yeah that's why i think it's going to be sean kelly um do you think it's going to be somebody that's just in the pot like yeah i think uh, well well, i mean obviously or the black and blue podcast or whatever it's called and um you know, he, he's already kind of under the Saints umbrella and he's called Pelican games in the past. And, um, you know, to me, he's just the guy that makes sense. I, I, I would find that move kind of unexciting. I mean, he, he's professionally solid. Um, but yeah, I would be a step down for me, in my opinion, you know, from, well, Anderson. I mean, it's whoever, it's going to be a step down regardless. No matter what. I agree. Yeah. Yep. I, the guy who Christian back- Garrick, I mean, as it's shot, he, I mean, he's the, he's the, uh, sideline guy now and he filled in for henderson this year so he's you know, really, garrick, garrick and kelly would be the obvious he's, choices. He's, garrick has is, is gotten really i think from when he started he's gotten really good at locker room interviews but man oh man to go from calling to be in the fill-in to not really having experience of calling whole seasons of play-by-play before in your career that is asking a lot and i know jim henderson did it you know, but he had been on TV for a decade, and he had called minor league sports before when that Saints hired him. Um, so yeah. that's a tough one. Graffin, Todd Graffinino, Graffinini for he does Tulane. I like him. People think he's a bit of a screamer, but the thing I like about him, Dave, is he's local and he's like grew up a Saints fan. So like he would know all the history. He wouldn't have to learn it. You know, he's like yeah. he's lived it. Um, but that would be a huge step up for him. I mean, that's a big reason why people loved Henderson. He had street cred because he knew the he knew the material, you know. And I think having history, the knowledge of history, is an important factor. Personally, I mean, I want to listen to a guy that knows what he's talking about and knows the history of the team, you know, not just living in the now. Um, 
Well, wrap, wrap, like, it, like if I would say like Underhill is the most amazing writer we, we've ever had in New Orleans. And if there's one thing going against him, he just doesn't know the history at all. He hasn't been around for, but for, you know, the last four or five years. And so I don't even think that long. Yeah. Yes. I, I, and, and that, this is not a criticism. I'm just saying he, he just doesn't know that stuff because he wasn't around. And so I, I think, you know, there's just an advantage that Larry Holder and Mike Triplett have of just being, being around for so long that they can reference stuff, even pre Sean Payton that, Underhill just has no clue about. Yeah. Um, oh, I tell you what. Here's the guy. Here's the guy that ought to be calling games. If you want absolutely apologetic Neville Chamberlain esque commentary, you give you give good old Fletcher Mackle the call. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. I mean. Fletcher got Saints get the first down, and we apologize for that. Uh, the Saints are up uh, ten with less than four to play. We we uh, uh, clock is running, and uh, this I mean Peyton should really just give the ball back uh, to the, uh, to the Bucks. Give Fletcher Mackle. Fletcher Mackle is the Skip Bayless of New Orleans. He he got owned by the Pelicans Twitter account, which was just amazing after the boogie injury. They just, they just, he, he, he started like going to the, tr- the ESPN trade machine like 10 seconds after the ruptured Achilles was finalized and the Pelicans were like, delete your account, which was just phenomenal. Um, and I like Fletcher. He's a good guy. Uh, but it's going to be, the thing is like, it's going to be interesting, Kevin, because like Jim Henderson was a legend, right? So he didn't have to do like a pod, like the black and blue podcast or do online chats and write online columns for saints.com. We're like the new play by play guy. Like that's going to be part of his deal. Like he's, it's not going to be yeah. like, it's not going to be like Henderson where it's like, Oh Jim, yeah, you can just call the games and that's all you need to do. Cause you're a legend. Like, right. like the new guy right. is going to have to do like all this media. So I wonder, and it sounds weird, but I wonder like, how important is the play-by-play part going to be to it? You know, because he's going to um, be... Yeah, like when I was, like when I was working at, at the TV station back in New Orleans, we were starting to try and do the transition of, hey, let's try and get the sports guys to like write columns. Um, they were not always very... Res- either It was a combination of them not being receptive more so because they were incredibly busy and they just didn't really know what, what, what to do. So a lot of it was, Hey, here, here, let me record a conversation that we're going to have and then sort of ghostwrite something and take notes from them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was part of the gig and I can't like I know Henderson did a couple of like Facebook lives or whatever. I'm sure he just I'm sure he looked at those with sort of some sort of like mild, mild amusement mixed in with a little bit of annoyance. Like, what the hell is this? Like, as excited uh, as Brad, uh, at Bradley Hanwerger, Werder was to, as Bradley was pumped to do them. Henderson was the polar yeah. opposite of like a hostage. Yes. And, and it just, and so, yeah, whoever, whoever the next person is, they're going to have to basically go out there on social media in front of, in front of the, in front of the Saints fans who can get on social media. So that right there should tell you what, what you're in for. Uh, 
and deal with that. I mean, I could do, I could do that like a champ. I could, I couldn't, right, call, the, right, I couldn't right, call the right. game. Here's the problem. But here's the problem. The people like, like that, they, they can't do that. This is basically, you have to sit there and take getting shit on. Yeah, that's true. For, for basically ever. Like you have to get, like you have, you have to make one of two decisions. Either I am going to be defensive, but not snap, but but not like wild and fiery, but still defend my, but still defend myself, or just say, ah, eh, you know, that's your opinion. That's that, that's it. Those are your two options. You either just say, you either just decide, is it worth it to defend myself from the get go, or is it not? The Saints Twitter attack the new Saints play-by-play guy so hard, Andrew, that he gets suspended six games into the year for doing something inappropriate on social media. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be delightful. Um, yeah, I would. I would say if I had to put money money on it, I would say Sean Kelly one, Christian Garrick two, and random dude we've never heard of would be a third option. But those would be my three to start. Um, Kevin, uh, before we go, I got to ask you. You know uh, who would be, you know who I, I mean, I'm going to throw out like a total dark horse won't happen, random guy out there. But I I think John Stinchcomb should have had, yeah. Uh, well, Ralph Malbro would be awesome if you remember if you could if you could name players correctly. Yeah, you might, if you would be I great called three that, high so. school games in 1999, I am qualified. Yeah. You you would be awesome, and I would vote for you if you could name names. Six seconds. Um, but John Stinchcomb is a guy that I thought would have been great for the role Deuce has. Um, no disrespect to Deuce, obviously love the guy, but I think Stinchcomb. He's kind of dabbled a little bit in TV, and I think he's called some of the preseason games. But I've always thought he's awesome, and he would have been really good as a, you know, a lot of times the play-by-play goes to like a media guy, and then a player will do the, the color. The Astros, Andrew, to your point, the Astros, they got rid of him, and I was mad at them. They had Alan Ashby, who was a former catcher, doing yeah. the play-by-play, and it was I thought he was phenomenal. He had a nice, soothing uh, Bob Ross voice, which I loved. But also, like it, just a player doing the play-by-play gives it a totally different feel. It would that would be like an out-of-the-box crazy thing. But I would, I would be, I would like to see how it would go if they would yeah. let Stinch come. So anyway, that I nominate if I if I could nominate a random guy that no one's thinking about, that would be my pick, John Stinchcomb. Yeah. So uh, before we get out of here, we got to touch on this is that Kevin um, Atlanta. Kevin. Kevin's gone. Kevin's gone. God damn it. Um, But we're going to touch. We're going to talk about it anyway. No, Kevin's here. Kevin, you're here, right? Yeah. I mean, I have to get going. All right. Atlanta. Arthur Blank was a giant baby. He complained about the Saints. <laughs> they do the thing in the dome where they compare the cities. Us versus them. Us versus them, and he did. They Saints had the Marta bus in front of the <laughs> for Atlanta, and he complained about the the five hundred four Stompers doing twenty eight to three, and he complained about the Patriots having two hundred eighty three diamonds in their Super Bowl ring to, to uh, celebrate the twenty eight to three comeback. Kevin, where does this rank on the baby scale of whining? 
this goes, this I think surpasses uh, the Colts owner, Jim Irsay, complaining about the Patriots because <laughs> just about everything. Like Jim Irsay would just find things to complain about, like, you know, something about this, something about the, 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 the rules here, the rules there. And it's, it's like, sh- just, just shut up and play the game. Take your beat. Just, 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 yeah. Like own it, you know, basically, yeah, just, that's it. That's your job as an owner. That's it. Like, that's part of the reason why, why most people can't fucking stand Jerry Jones <laughs> and like Arthur, listen, listen, Arthur, you want to do your shitty little dancing in the in, in the skybox when you're up twenty eight to three. Guess what? You could have been doing your shitty little dancing for the next three hundred and sixty four days after that if your team could fucking close. <laughs> Clo- All right, coffee is for it's closers. like it's like right. Coffee is for closers. Super Bowl trophies, championships, accolades, deals, Disney parades, celebration. Victory drugs, victory sex, the whole thing. That's all for <laughs> winners. That's all for winners, Artie. And you and that and that teeny underwear wearing Matt Ryan couldn't get it done. Winners Julio fuck Jones. and fuckers win. Exactly. You all couldn't do a goddamn thing. I was literally debating last night when everybody was asking me, oh, who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting for? I kind of just I kind of just wanted to watch the game. And, yeah, as the game went on, I really got behind the Eagles on it. So, you know, bully for them. But I texted you guys and put it out on Twitter. My one of my two favorite scenarios of the night would have been either the Eagles go up 28 to three. The Patriots come back and tie it and then lose in overtime or the Patriot or the Eagles go down twenty-eight to three and then come back and win it in overtime, all because fuck the Falcons. That's it. I guarantee. Listen, the Saints had New Orleans was one of the top uh, ten markets again for the Super Bowl. I think seventh, sixth or seventh in the entire country in terms of markets watching the game. You know why? Fuck the Falcons. That's why. <laughs> That's why it all it is. Listen, it. I was doing the, the. Uh, I looked at the, the the photo getting tweeted around of all the helmets, you know, of like teams that still haven't won a, a Super Bowl. Turns out there's still quite a few left. There's, there's, there's like there's eleven. Like 12. There's yeah. like eleven or something. Yeah. So and and I've said this before. I'll say it again. I want every single franchise to, to win, win a Super Bowl twice before Atlanta before ever win one. I want <laughs> fucking Cleveland Browns. To win two before the Falcons ever get one. Okay? I don't have, listen, I may not have much purpose as a football watching fan. I may have my, my own droughts about whether or not, you know, I, I, how often I watch football anymore just because of whatever. And I may pull my own fucking hair out about what is and isn't a catch and, <laughs> and lambast, you know, 80 million fucking rule changes and how the game takes the drama out of, out of everything by making everybody wonder, Oh my God, did this really happen? Can I actually be excited by this? But you know what? I'm still going to have my burning hatred for the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. When they put me, they put me, actually they won't put me in the ground. When I am burned into ash, they are going to get a bright blue fucking flame out of my corpse when it finally when it's finally rendered in, into into cinder, you know why? Because they will have finally tapped into that core of me that has loathing 
for, for teams like the Atlanta Falcons. I love it. I think Kevin would rather the Saints not win another Super Bowl than Atlanta have won. If you gave me a choice if you... and, and said I could go in and said I could go into the earth watching the Saints, I tell you what, if you told me that the Saints would win would win one, and then the Falcons would win one, I would not take that deal. That's true hatred. All right, Kevin, I know you got to go. Thanks for joining us, guy. All right. All right. All right. So the other thing, Dave, which I think is a delightful turn of events, is... You are a delight. The Times Picayune has, has turned into the New York Post South. And they just <laughs> do trollerific uh, front pages. And today's was – it wasn't as good as owning Carolina, then Saints are the new owners of Carolina, or or expletive, expletive, expletive. But it was uh, making fun of Atlanta that they didn't win a Super Bowl and the Eagles did. Uh, I love this. I love this turn of events. The Times Picayune just being trollerific. Are you are you for this or not? How could you not be for it? People aren't uh, on Twitter. They're like, I don't like it. It's not classy. It's not really. Becoming, it's not becoming of our, our newspaper in New Orleans. I'm like, fuck, man. They got to move merch. Newspapers are dying. They got to move merchandise. Seriously, you know? I mean, if they don't if they don't start selling more papers, you're not even going to have a newspaper uh, to be classy. So uh, I would get over it. Uh, no, have I, they have they not read their own tweets <laughs> when they I mean, say I things was, like that? I thought it was great. Obviously, I mean, it's just it's out of nowhere. I mean, the, the Falcons had absolutely nothing to do with this, and the Saints just <laughs> brought them in uh, as a whipping boy um, <laughs> and just said, "We're gonna we're gonna take this opportunity while we're covering the Super Bowl between the Patriots." And the Eagles, none of whom are the Falcons, but we're going to still twist we're gonna the knife. Somehow, twist the knife. Yeah, we're going to somehow bring the Falcons in here, punch them in the nuts, and uh, <laughs> and leave the them for dead. It's just the best. And I mean, but they want in on the party. Yeah, man. and I mean, and I, well, and I mean, and the great we, thing is, who are we I mean, to turn them away? No, exactly. And I mean, I mean, the great thing is, is like this came just days after the whole thing that we just discussed with yeah. Arthur Blank complaining about <laughs> about the Saints and you know poor sportsmanship and that kind of stuff. So the the rivalry for the, the Saints in Atlanta, it's just it's just Andrew. We think it's like we're like, well, it can't get any more na- petty and nasty and burning hot. And then the Times Picayune is like, I got a flamethrower right here, baby. We're, we're going your to the- move, your move, Atlanta Journal Constitution. <laughs> I, I just can't believe that there's. Atlanta is trying so hard, these Falcons fans, to push this 24-23, eight seconds left Saints score. No. Like, no. like that's anything. Like, teams lose on the final play with, with, with in a one-score game all the time. I have like, a... 28-3 in the Super Bowl, like, to try to equate the no, two is I, the most laughable this, thing I've ever seen. This, this will prove it out. I have a, I have a friend at work. His, his wife is from... Um, St. Paul, uh, Minnesota. Story is already hard to believe because you said you have a friend. I know. Uh, it's, a work, it's a work friend. So like an acquaintance. Um, that was fucked up, Dave. Some, somebody who's getting somebody who's getting paid to hang out with you. I get it. All right, I, I got it. it. So Ralph, anyway, you're, Ralph, you're my friend. Don't worry. He said. 
he said to me, he said, my wife said my wife. after the, 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 the Vikings got beat 31-7, to it's like the miracle against the Saints didn't even happen. Because, like, Minnesota, they, they've no team in the NFL has been closer more times to the Super Bowl and not gone than Minnesota has in the last 40 years. And they just got their nuts kicked in again. So, like, that play is going to be memory hold, man. 28-3 to lives for fucking ever, you know? Um, so that about... Uh, wraps it up and now guys we get into the real like fucking doldrums of the year uh and the saints they aren't going to be firing coaches so we, we we got a long we got a long month of february to get through we don't have coach we don't have coaching changes we, we thought there was no news but then uh they they cut fairly today so. yeah and they got the breeze deal and they got other things but it's going to be a little slow but we'll we'll go don't right trade now. sometimes happen before free agency well starts. i guess you they can like have it all finalized like the Alex Smith trade it's not official and then they do it and work it all so we could have some we'll probably have some news they'll probably have one the 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 Drew, the Drew Brees contract will get done 5 minutes after I post a podcast on a Monday night between now and when saying that it's time to panic yeah no no we'll, we'll be like it's time to panic he's not done and then it'll post and then they'll be like he signed a he signed a 2 year that's how oh, yeah. Up. That's how it always oh, yeah. goes. So anyway, people, you got a week left. Twenty. Oh, now I just got on my phone. We got another donation. Twenty donations away from a full season of Saints Drunk History. Do it now. Donate multiple times. Be like Dave's mom. Uh, you want the full season? We got. It's gonna be phenomenal. Click donate. It's the gift that gives all year long. So for Kevin who joined us, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.